Hey everybody, and welcome back for episode 71 of the PATH Podcast. I am Jason. Hey, I'm Derek. And we are so glad that you have decided to join us as we continue down the path. Um, this week, we kind of shift gears from what we've been talking about over the last few weeks because we started a new series yesterday called Your Part Matters, uh, talking about how we all have a role to play here at the church. Um, and so we're going to just recap that and then begin this conversation of what does it look like for us uh, for each one of us to be involved in ministry here at Lafayette First and, and just in life in general. But um, Derek, kind of set the stage for us and then and then we'll have a little discussion. Yeah, so this is um, the content for this series, excluding what um, Dennis Colberth will share next week, which he's going to be yeah. speaking to this same series. Mm-hmm. The, the content that I have is um, the content that I studied and worked through for my um, ministry project for my D-Men, which now is a year ago that I finished. Yeah. Um, and part of that was training our assimilation team, uh, which in, includes three deacons and some other members that were a part of that process. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, the, the Bible uh, talks about assimilation specifically, and, and assimilation is our word, but it's really just the process of involving anyone called to, to, to be a part of the body of Christ here at Lafayette First Baptist to integrate into the body to mm-hmm. serve its functions mm-hmm. uh, using your gifts and the way God that, that God has shaped you, yeah. and so um, we we went through a big long process to develop a lot of this, and so now we're launching it. And so we began yesterday with Ephesians four seven through sixteen, and, and before going into this, that was to me the the passage of scripture that was was the best at showing you know this integration of of an equipping of the body of Christ Mm -hmm. to use their gifts as a part of the, the collective whole. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited about two weeks from now when I'll look at, uh, first Corinthians 12, which is actually, I think a greater text because the church of Corinth was dealing with, with, um, though, both of them are similar. Paul's addressing a similar need that every church has, but he's, uh, addressing it to a specific congregation. Mm -hmm. Well, the congregation of Corinth, the, those churches in Corinth that received this letter, they had some fighting and, 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 and bickering, and, and it was around spiritual gifts. And so Paul addresses that. I think I think it's huge. And mm-hmm. so I, I can't wait to get to there. I, I would waste our time today to, yeah. to, to start talking about that. But essentially, we looked at Ephesians 4, 7 through 16, to look at how God equips us. He gives us a gift. We've got a God-given gift. We have a God-given purpose, so we have the gift so that we do something with it. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, something you know to hoard away. It's something to use and, and to steward. Yeah. It's something God has given us to use for His glory, for the church, for the good of the church. And for uh, the last thing that we saw is that we have a God-given mission. So... We have a job to do as the church to be the light of Christ in our area, in our community. Yeah. And that was the church of Ephesus. That was the, the case there. It's the case for us today is that we have a job to do 
And God has a purpose for us to do that with. And he's given them the gifts. He's quit, equipped us to do it. Yeah. So part of our job as leadership, uh, those leadership gifts, is to ensure that we're providing opportunities for everyone to discover and learn how God has shaped them so that they can be used for his glory and, and use their gifts to serve his body. Yeah. And so that's really what this series is about and what this passage of Scripture is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that we, um, you know, before we started here, we were having this discussion about uh, calling. And um, we, Derek and I are of the belief that there's maybe been a little bit of an overemphasis on that idea of calling uh, through, through the history of the church. Uh, it, especially recently, like within the last 50 to 75 years, there's been an overemphasis. Um, but let, let's talk for just a second about calling as as believers, right. not just calling as pastors, but calling as believers. That um, I, I would argue that there there is no distinction in calling for someone who's um, just coming to, to church on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights, and they're involved. But there's no difference in their calling and my calling or your calling as, as vocational pastors. So how, how, what would you say to somebody who says, oh, I don't, I don't know what God's calling is on my life, or, oh, well, my calling's not like his calling. What, what would you say to that? Well, I would say it is uh, because the calling is not, um, I mean, it's going to shake out as you go. You're going to to determine how God is equipping you to do what he's called you to do as you go. Um, The calling is the same, though. The calling is this. It's this calling Mm -hmm. to the body of Christ to build it up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is, and this is uh, maybe an appropriate conversation uh, or a piece of the conversation. You know, someone might say, well, I can love God and I can serve God and not be a member of a local body. Mm. And I think you I think you can, but I, I don't think you can fully. Yeah. Because you are not saved simply for an individual relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. There's certainly an individual aspect to it. But he saved you to be a part of a greater whole. Mm-hmm. Um you are merely um one appendage or one part of the body. Yeah. And just like if I was only a finger, I could only do certain things. So yeah. you could do nothing because you have no heartbeat. I mean, you, right. But to use the example, a finger can't do much on its own. Yeah. It needs other fingers. It needs a hand, an arm, yeah. a, a heart, a brain, um, connective tissue. It needs yeah. uh, nerve endings. And, and all those parts are integral to the greater whole. Yeah. And so... You know, it being a part of the body of Christ is everyone's calling yeah. to serve the body, to love the body, to be a part of the body. And, you know, I want to be cautious here because COVID has, has brought us to a place where right now it, it, Omicron's still, you know, going. Mm-hmm. I get it. And uh, and I, I encourage you, we've provided opportunities for you to watch online because we understand that. Yeah. And we'll continue to have those. We're putting things in place that will make sure that's here for a, a long time coming. Yeah. Because our reach is further that way, and it gives mm-hmm. us an opportunity to do that. But, but the caveat is, is that 
you, that's not going to be to your spiritual benefit way down the road. Yeah. For a period of time, sure. To make sure people are safe and healthy and 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 and, and uh, germ free, sure. But at the end of the day, God has called you to be a part of this body. Yeah. If you're a part of this body, and so you have a purpose to serve, a, a job to do, a, a thing to accomplish, for these purposes, to for ministry, to build up the body, mm-hmm. with the goal of unity and maturity. Yeah. And so we are needed for each other to help each other grow spiritually. Now, how God has gifted you and shaped you and those kind of things, you find that out all along. But the calling is still the same. Yeah. And that was the calling that I received, you know, as a 16-year-old, is that God said, I want you to serve me. Yeah. And I want you to serve my church. Uh, that's why I don't know that I'll ever be in... in um, and there's nothing wrong with... Um, what is it called? Parachurch organizations or yeah. whatever? That's the word I couldn't think of. But, you know, I just don't know that I'll, I'll I don't know that I will want to be that. I love yeah. the local church, the local body of Christ, because yeah. I think that is the thing that God has created. Now, if a parachurch organization equips, helps equip and strengthen the local church, I can see that. But yeah. all that to say is that I, I feel so strongly about that. Yeah. Uh, share with us a little bit about your calling to that. Yeah, so um, I, I, uh, I felt called to vocational ministry uh, as a 15-year-old. Um, and I had already been serving the church. I'd been serving my church. Um, I was part of a, the youth worship team. And I had been serving my church for a couple of years at that point doing that. Um, but really felt God, I really felt God leading me to, hey, I want you to do this vocationally. And... All that meant was that, um, you know, I, I look at the this list here that we, we talked about yesterday in Ephesians 4 where, um, you know, little a apostle or little a prophet or little, or I mean, little p prophet um, or teacher or pastor or evangelist. And so I felt God calling me, gifting me in one of those ways so that I could work alongside other people who are gifted in other ways. And so, you know, I, I feel, I feel called to serve the church and the way that plays out is in the area of worship um, and, and pastoral leadership. But my calling, just like anyone else's calling, is to serve the church. And, um, you know, like that's that's why I'm in a Ph.D. program right now, because I want to serve the local church the best I possibly can. And I have not arrived in any sense of the word in any sense of the word. And so. That's why I continue to develop my skills in what in, in the way that God has gifted me. So, uh, as a believer, I am called to serve the body, and uh, as an individual, God has gifted me in the area of pastoral leadership. And so, I think one of the things that's really that's a really important distinction for us to make is that we're all called to serve the body. We're all called to serve the church, but the way that plays out is drastically different for everyone. Um, you know, for myself, uh, God's gifted me in the area of music and pastoral leadership, and so I serve in that way. But then, you know, my wife is gifted in the area. She's she's a fantastic teacher and administration type person, so she serves the the church in that way. But there's other people who are gifted in the area of children's ministry, and uh, there's people who are gifted as 
they're really outgoing people that are great at greeting folks in the parking lot or whatever, you, you know, fill in that blank that we are all gifted in different ways, but we're all called to the same task. Um, and I think that's what makes the, that's what makes the church so beautiful, such a beautiful organization. And I don't use the word organization to diminish what, what we have as a church, but think about the, think about what happens on a Sunday morning here. You have people who come from a million different walks of life, even right here in Lafayette first, not the church at large, but just think about this church here in Lafayette, that we have people who come from so many different walks of life. We have people who come from so many different backgrounds, so many different uh, areas of expertise. I mean, we have uh, we have doctors, we have mechanics, we have nurses, we have teachers, we have businessmen here. There, there are so many people that come from different uh, areas of life, and yet we all come together for the same purpose on a Sunday morning. That is the beauty of the church. It's the beauty of the gospel, that, uh, that it binds people together who don't uh, otherwise really have a whole lot in common, which is, which is awesome and beautiful. Um, but God, God called me to do that as a, as a 15-year-old, to be involved in um, pastoral leadership in the area of worship. And um, I'm thankful that I got to find that out so early in life. Um, but it doesn't change the fact that I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't look down on anyone who's not in pastoral ministry, and I don't look down on anyone who does anything differently because I've learned along the way that we need each other desperately in order to be pointed back toward Christ because I think uh, we talked about this last night at our night of worship that part of part of our responsibility as believers our responsibility to each other is that we point one another toward Christ and that again that happens in so many different ways but it's some it's something I think that we overlook sometimes that it's just well yeah we're just here doing our thing but we overlook the fact that we are called to point each other back towards Jesus and say, look at how good our Savior is. Look at how awesome he is. I know that what you're, I know that what you're experiencing right now is difficult, but look at how good Jesus is. Um, and that, that plays out in our gifting. The way that we're able to point people back towards Jesus um, comes through in, in the way that we're gifted. I think you made a great distinction that, you know, you don't look on down on anyone else because of their gifting and how God has gifted them. And mm-hmm. that that's one of the things we'll learn in 1 Corinthians Absolutely. 12 is that there were people elevating their gifts, assuming that they were better because they had a quote-unquote better gift. And what yeah. Paul says is actually the ones that are behind the scenes and are quote-unquote lesser in your mind mm-hmm. are greater. Yeah. They have greater value. They have greater honor, mm-hmm. he even says. And so I think that's, I think that's important is that God... And that's what you see in Ephesians 4, mm-hmm. verse 7. It says, He gives according to His grace mm-hmm. to the measure of Christ's gifts. So now grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. So it, it's Jesus' gift to us, mm-hmm. so He gets to determine what it is. Right. And so we should honor that and respect that and be, be thankful for that. And um, at the same time, we should not pine for someone else's gift. No. To get to say, oh, I wish I could do that. Or I wish yeah. I was gifted to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. No. we need to learn to be thankful for the gift that God has given yeah. us. Um, and I would say, you know, I've been a part of three different bodies. Mm-hmm. And I've served in three very different ways. Yeah. I think that 
God gives to the church um, the giftings they need for that to be accomplished. Mm. I don't. I, I personally don't think that um, that um, your gift is necessarily always going to be your gift. I think God gives according to the measure that He has for yeah. that body at that time. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, my story is a little bit different. I I did not know how I would serve. You know, I did not know. Yeah that I would serve in the way of um, uh, preaching and leading a church. Mm. That That is uh, f- far from my mind. You know, I, <laughs> I, I, I never imagined it would be that. I just yeah. thought it would be something in the background because I enjoy being in the background and working mm. in the background and, and ha- having little regard and desire for anyone to know who I am and what I've uh, done and what I'm about. But along the way, the Lord says, no, this is what I've called you to do. This is what yeah. I want you to do. Now, was that his calling all along? Maybe, I don't know. You know, I've explored that. And, of course, do think elements of that was a part of it. I just kind of said, ah, I'll just serve him this way. <laughs> yeah. And ultimately, God put me where he wanted me to be. And uh, I think the fruit has been the greatest there, too, mm. which I think is something to consider is that when you're using your gift as God has called you to, the fruit's going to be great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, it's not easy. You're not going to, you may not know what your gifting is right away. Sometimes it's just filling it out. It's like, you know, it's like a high school student that's doing some internships. Mm. And they, they think, well, I think I would like this. And they go do that. And then they realize, I, I don't, don't like that. that. I don't want to do that at <laughs> all. Like or that at all. Yeah. They find their life's blood in that. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, wow, this is really what I want to give my rest of my life to. Sometimes it takes just being willing. You know, a, a, a pithy saying that, that has been said in many churches by many preachers. Uh, preachers love those mm-hmm. little... Uh, the one-liners. Yeah, one-liners. <laughs> but I think there's truth to it, and that is that God does not um, call the equipped... He equips the call. Mm, yeah. And I think there's truth to that, is that as you are going, you'll be equipped. I think that's what this passage is saying, that it's it's my job as as the pastor of this church, along with other leaders uh, in the church, um, to determine and, and to help you sort out what your gift is so that mm. you can serve our body. And a lot of time mm. it's just what, what holes do we have mm. and who is God bringing to us? Yeah. And it's kind of trying to say, okay, well, how has God shaped you? You know, what are your gifts? What are your passions? What are your what's your personality? What's your experience? Oh, that oh man, that might fit here. Yeah. Would you try this out for a season? Mm-hmm. And you may come to find out, no, that's really not my thing, and that's okay. Yeah. But at least we try. At least we tried, and you're not just sitting there not knowing what to do, how to do it. Yeah. And so I think you know that's hard because it's not so cut and dry. Yeah. You know, God doesn't audibly say when a new member comes yeah. they shall serve in this ministry <laughs> right that'd be awesome god you know but that would be really cool be a lot more it'd be easier clear. yeah but <laughs> but but then that's not us we wouldn't have to rely on the holy spirit at all yeah and that's that's the, that's the key is that it's this dynamic relationship with our lord with his spirit and saying god what have you called us to as a church mm-hmm. who are you bringing to us what is that? What new ministry does that yeah. uh, mean that we get to start? Absolutely. How do we get to do this new thing over here? Mm-hmm. And so, um, 
it's really a cool cool thing and, and one thing kind of final thing I want to say just because we're out of time here is that regardless of if you know your gift or not there's mm-hmm. still something you can do yeah and that is serve the body to build it up in unity and maturity and so that means it's everyone's job to point everybody mm-hmm. to Jesus and to help them to find ways they can serve so one thing that we want to implement with with this process and with this assimilation plan being launched through this series is that we want to implement what we're calling the 10-foot rule. And that is on a Sunday morning, you know, anytime that we meet really, but particularly Sunday mornings, if someone that you don't know very well mm-hmm. or you don't know at all, like a new guest, but it could just be someone you haven't met, someone you haven't met yet either. Yeah. If they're within 10 feet of you, we encourage you to reach out to them, to get to know them, and ultimately, eventually, show them what we do have. This happened perfectly yesterday. Mm. We had a new family visit our church, and it was a generational family. It was uh, uh, a family with, with elementary age kids, maybe some middle schoolers, I can't, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. They're, they're my age, and they brought the other generation. The parents, not the middle schoolers. Right, yeah. the parents. <laughs> Um, their children were my children's age too. So, yeah. but then they also brought their parents. Yeah. And I think two sets, like husband set and wife set. Mm-hmm. And Butterbean Green, maybe one of our unsung heroes at our church, mm. was in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Helped them to find the kids' ministry, but then also begins to tell them all the things that they can get involved in. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. Now, I understand Butterbean's very jovial and mm-hmm. loves to talk to folks. Yeah, I understand very outgoing. Yeah. that may not be your personality style, but there's something you could do. Absolutely. Um, maybe it's, you know, give them some doc- documentation. You don't have to know everything that there is to do. but Yeah. And we have that available. We have those things available that you can mm-hmm. give. So. Yeah, so let, let's get super practical for just a second. What, what, what if you say, what if somebody's listening or somebody was at church yesterday, and they say, "Yeah, that I, I agree with you. I I know I'm called to serve the body. I have no idea how. What? How? How can we help people to to figure that out?" I think a good first step would be to grab one of those shape profiles we had in the pews mm-hmm. yesterday. We're also going to have that available online in the coming days. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the end of the week, it'll be available online as well. Yeah, that profile will allow you. Just to get an idea, it's not meant to be exclusive. Like as soon as you fill it out, well, this, this is the is only way you can serve yeah. for your life. Yeah, but it gives us an idea. It helps us to learn you a lot quicker than yeah. having to have a one-on meeting, one-on-one meeting with everyone. Yeah, which we wouldn't mind. And that just takes longer. This kind of expedites the pro- the process a little bit. Mm-hmm. Very soon, our nominating committee. We'll begin looking at openings this year, yeah. and also additional ministries that we have been wanting to start, and just yeah. haven't been able to do that yet. Some mm-hmm. because of COVID, and some because we don't know who would start it. Yeah. And so, if you fill those out, our assimilation team uh, leaderships, the the deacon leadership over that, but also our nominating committee will have that information to look at. To see if there's a good fit already or see if there's something we need to explore. And our our pastoral team will look over it as well and, and determine ways that we can 
involve you. And, and you know, uh, you know, yeah, we have need for children's ministry and youth ministry. We always will. Mm-hmm. But we're also looking for other things like outreach and mm-hmm. maybe marketing, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know. To grow our worship team. To grow, yeah, to grow our right. instrumental, instrumentalists. We love there's to do something all that. we want to yeah. start very soon uh, that we're working on to make sure that there's a great experience online where people yeah. are engaging and ministering to people in that way. So you might you might not be a very outgoing person, but you can you type be a well. keyboard warrior. Yeah, yeah, and you can greet <laughs> yeah. folks virtually. You might not be very good at greeting greeting them, and I get that. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I can be awkward the first time I meet someone too, mm-hmm. and and I've I've learned how to do it. But so I get it. But maybe you could do that virtually and help yeah. us there. And so there's ways to help, and that's something you can do. Absolutely. Well, great. So we would love to know how we could help you learn about how God has gifted you. Um, And the way that we do that is by interacting. And so if you have some thoughts or if God has shown you something through just this first week of looking at Ephesians, uh, we'd love to hear about it. You can email us right here at thepath at lafayettefirst.life, or you can comment right on this YouTube video, and we'd love to interact with you that way. Uh, Wanted to let you know that next week we will not have a new episode, so we'll be back two weeks from now with a new episode, but... It would be a great opportunity for you to maybe catch up on some past episodes. All of those are on Spotify or Apple or Google or Podbean or wherever you consume your podcast. They're there. Uh, so we'd encourage you to go back and check that out. But until next time, I am Jason. I'm Derek. And we hope that you will join us as we continue down the path next time.